and welcome back to another episode of Guidepost in Motion, a podcast highlighting risk, compliance, and security professionals with insights meant to keep you, your business, and operations moving forward. My name is Cody Schultz, and I am a director in the Investigations and Private Client Protection Practice at Guidepost Solutions. Today, we are launching our new series, Privacy Matters, a discussion about why privacy matters and what you can do about it. Joining our podcast today is Seth Roden. Seth is the Director of Program Management at Halo Privacy and is a seasoned privacy professional. Before joining Halo Privacy, Seth spent close to 10 years at the United States Treasury, in which several of those years he served as an Information Systems Security Officer. Today, in part one of Privacy Matters, Seth and I are going to talk about privacy versus convenience. Seth, thanks for joining us today. It's great to be on, Cody. Thanks for having me. Now, Seth, we've been working together for several years now, and I think we would both say in the battle of privacy versus convenience that convenience is definitely winning. But the importance of privacy is becoming a legislative issue, especially in the EU and more recently here stateside with California leading the way. Uh, to start us off, a common question we've both heard is, well, why should I care? My life's not very interesting and I've got nothing to hide. So what's the big deal? Yeah, Cody, that's a great, it's a great question. It's a great place to start. Uh, and as you said, that's a very common thing that, you know, I've heard talking with with other people about, you know, privacy and security and, and these types of matters. Uh, and the, the short answer is your information, while it might seem very dull and boring to you, is actually very interesting uh, to a, an entire industry. And that is the, the data broker industry. And there's an entire industry out there uh, that collects data, they parse it, analyze it, sell it. This data then gets resold to other companies. And, and this entire industry is, is based around companies uh, being able to effectively uh, target advertisements to individuals. Uh, it's one of the reasons why you, know, you uh, might be on on a website or on social media and you see an advertisement that it almost looks like uh, was meant just for you. Uh, and in some ways it's, it's actually true, it was kind of meant just for you. And that's because all of this information that people probably don't think is necessarily that important, but really goes to you know, personal preferences uh, you know, about a whole host of things, whether that's you know, the type of clothing you like, the type of music you like, the type of food you like, uh, just mundane things that people might not think is is that important or that interesting. Uh, in the world of targeted advertisements, that's the information that companies uh, will will pay for to get that that specific advertisement in front of you. So, you know, the answer why you know why should it, why should it matter to me? I'm not that interesting. You know, this is information that you know up until recently was realistically private information you know unless you told someone your your phone number or sent someone your physical address or sent someone a photo of yourself you know that information was private uh, but in this day and age where you know whether it's social media whether it's you know internet of things uh, whether it's it's other applications uh, whether it's you know any other sort of online forum that that people uh, join or, or are a part of, you know, the information in all of those places, it's it's all being collected 
uh, it's all being, you know, parsed and analyzed and it's all being sold. Uh, and we don't really have, in, in most cases, we don't really have a whole lot of say in that. Uh, and so to me personally, you know, I look at that as just kind of a, a basic fundamental invasion of privacy. Well, about a week or so ago, uh, there's an interesting article written by the Washington Post that was entitled Tour Amazon's Dream Home, where every appliance <laughs> is also a spy. And yes. before we get into the how, I, I think it's really important to discuss the why. I mean, why would a company want to overhear my dinner conversations or know what the playlist on my radio is? You know, certainly if it was an author authoritarian government, they'd want to listen into any talk of seditious behavior, talks of revolution that I get. But what exactly is the business model here? Yeah, so the business model really comes down to companies wanting access to as much data on an individual as they can get their hands on and they're willing to pay for it. And so you have these companies who are, you know, providing these devices that in terms of, you know, convenience uh, are great. You know, who, who doesn't love being able to, you know, say a few words and all of a sudden have a different song come on or type in a couple buttons and all of a sudden your oven starts preheating or you're, you know, you're, you can rerun your dryer. Uh, but all of those, all of those apps and all of those devices in people's homes, they're also just collecting that information from individuals. Uh, and, you know, it's, it is in the terms of service. It's not like we're being, you know, deceived really. It's just no one, no one thinks to read the, the you know, 18 pages right. of fine print uh, when, when they sign up for, for an Alexa. But that information is being collected uh, and, you know, that then it's being it's being analyzed and it's being sold to other companies. Uh, and the the data broker industry is a multi, multi-billion dollar um, industry. You know, it dwarfs the size of the US intelligence budget, uh, which is which is frightening in my mind. Uh, and so companies, you know, look at data today as, as as a commodity, you know, just the way, you know, throughout history, different, different objects or different things have been commoditized and have had value attached to them, whether it's, you know, precious metals, whether it's salt, whether it's gold, whether it's oil, you know, those things had particular value because companies or individuals were willing to pay for them because it, it gave them, you know, an advantage in society. Today, one of the most valuable commodities is information and data and, and companies and people are willing to pay for it. Uh, to be able to, you know, to to really target individuals with advertisements, uh, which, you know, then leads to increased revenue for, for their companies. Well, thanks for that explanation. And with a basic understanding of the why, let's talk a little bit about the how. You know, back when I used to work for the CIA, the joke was it's not really paranoia if they are actually listening to you. Uh, so is it true? Uh, are my devices actually listening to me? Uh, I mean, it, it often seems like they are. And in, in the case of, you know, some of those those home smart devices, uh, you know, they are listening. And that's the I mean, that's how they they know to respond or to to do what you say when you say, you know, play, you know, the Beatles. Uh, the, the only way they know to play the Beatles is if they they hear that you're asking them to play the Beatles and then respond to it. Uh, so in some instances, you know, devices are actually uh, actively collecting information based on on your voice. Now, one of the 
one of the more common refrains you'll hear is, oh, like I got this advertisement on my phone. Uh, I was just talking about this yesterday. I swear my phone is listening to me. Uh, and, you know, as far as I know, uh, this is not the case. Uh, as far as I know, the average, you know, the average person doesn't have to worry about their phone actually listening uh, to them and, you know, reporting that information back to, you know, these data brokers. However, the amount of information that, that can be gleaned from someone's phone based on, you know, geolocation data, based on browser activity, you know, which, which websites they, they visit, how long they're there, you know, where they are when they visit those websites, you know, who, which contacts are in their contact list, uh, you know, the photos that they upload to, you know, the cloud, all these data points uh, provide uh, a very clear picture to, you know, to data brokers and to, and to companies what your specific interests are. Uh, and so while it might seem like your phone is actually listening to you, uh, chances are it's, it's not. Uh, however, just the, the sheer volume of data that's available to companies, uh, just based on your sort of daily activities on your phone, in some ways they they may as well be listening to you because the the amount of information they're able to glean and then the the sort of analytical uh, power that's available uh, in this day and age, uh, it's it's pretty scary when you. I mean, it's happened to me. I'll be, you know. I'll be talking to someone about a particular, you know, I don't know, piece of clothing, uh, and then I'll maybe look it up on a website, and then the next day, I'll be scrolling on, you know, CNN, and all of a sudden I'll see an ad for that for that same exact piece of clothing, uh, and it's, you know, to the to the sort of untrained eye, it probably looks like that they were listening, uh, the phone was listening in, but that's just that's how. That's how advertising works these days. Thanks. So, you know, we talked about the phone and we also mentioned a little bit about, you know, the internet of things, you know, the washers and dryers need apps just to turn on. Like you say, the oven, you can preheat it with an app, which is super convenient. Even on your fridge, <laughs> the Twitter feed will come right in there. You can scroll right yeah. next to your Keurig machine. But it's it the American like dream it, right there. Yeah, exactly. It's, it <laughs> seems though that it's impossible if you're going to go to a store to buy a new device or appliance to find one that doesn't require an internet connection these days. I mean, are we just kind of stuck? I mean, it it does seem like that's, I mean, the as you said at the, the very beginning of the show, there's kind of this, this uh, give and take between privacy and convenience. Uh, and I think for a long time, the convenience, the the pendulum has really swung to the to the side of convenience, mm -hmm. uh, and you know I, I think it was sort of a slow and deliberate process, uh, and people you know kind of got used to being able to, you know, look at things on their phone on the internet, uh, and then they were able to, you know, text people and upload photos, and then they were able to. You know, you could touch your faucet and it would turn on uh, and, you know, all these things that, you know, now seem pretty commonplace. There was a time where those were like new and exciting things. Uh, and then, you know, I think we, we just kind of got used to being able to do things with just the, the touch of a button or just with the with a voice command. Uh, and it's, you know, it is super easy to live your life that way. 
if you're not thinking about, well, what does that actually mean from a, a privacy and security standpoint? And I think, though, we are getting to a point where, you know, the more and more articles people see about data breaches uh, and about hacks, you know, tar whether it's the Colonial Pipeline uh, hack, whether it's, you know, schools and hospitals being targeted, I think it is starting to move to the forefront of, of more people's minds, uh, which I think is good, because I think without that awareness, uh, I think the, the convenience the convenient side will always kind of win out. Uh, but I think the more of these, unfortunately, you know, I think the more of these, you know, negative events occur, uh, it brings to mind uh, or brings to the forefront of people's minds, you know, what the actual impacts are of kind of this more interconnected world. Uh, and I, I think that's, you know, while those those negative events are are certainly, you know, they're bad for they're bad for the economy. They're bad for individual people. They have real lasting impact and do real harm to real people. But I think it does raise awareness, uh, which I think if, if you are looking for a, a silver lining, I think that heightened awareness that people are starting to have about maybe, you know, maybe being able to do everything from my phone uh, while it's great and it's super convenient, maybe that's not the safest way to, to live. And so I think having that that increased awareness, uh, my hope is that it will, you know, maybe bring the pendulum back uh, the other way. And I think we are seeing that, you know, with like you said at the during the intro with, you know, the legislation in the EU uh, and with kind of California leading the way in the US with with legislation. I think people are starting to see kind of the dangers of just having everything interconnected just really not very not very strong data protections when it comes to to people's personal personal information and personal privacy well thanks Seth. that's a that's a lot to unpack especially if you'd never really considered privacy before today um, that's all we've got for today but i think really the next steps uh, for our next uh, podcast is going to be well now that i know about this uh, what can i do about it so again, thanks for uh, joining me and thanks uh, for coming on and look forward to the next one. Great. Thanks, Cody. Thank you to our listening audience for tuning in today for another episode of Guidepost in Motion. I hope you enjoyed part one of Privacy Matters and will join us again when we welcome back Seth to talk about social media's role in privacy. Until then, if you need assistance with securing your privacy, please visit our website at guidepostsolutions.com.